Welcome to the Salon Crowd podcast. I'm Matilda Heather, here with Emerald Florence, and we are salon owners discussing all things life and business. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Salon Crowd podcast. I'm Matilda, here with Emerald. Hi, guys. Um, so... The subject we are talking about today is salon setbacks. It's not always plain sailing. There is always mm. some setbacks. Yeah. And I think this is in any job, whether you're an owner or um, even like if you're employed in any sort of job, I just think there's always going to be setbacks in life as well as yeah, business. Definitely. Um, now, let's just get the obvious out of the way. Um, COVID. <laughs> COVID-19. Um, coronavirus obviously was a massive setback for the economy as a whole. Um, for the, I would probably say 80% of businesses yeah, as well yeah. would have had to adjust somehow. Um, like I even say it for my partner, for example, he works for the police. Um, his setback was that the fact that he's been in lockdown since march he no longer goes to the office yeah same with my husband yeah so i mean for him it's fine because actually we're saving on petrol yeah you know that sort of thing um however let's talk about the setbacks of general business life now when well i suppose let me ask you this so when you first went from the cabin some of you may know Emerald had a cabin before she opened up the commercial property. There is a difference, a big, big difference. Yeah. Lots of overheads is the big lots, difference. Lots of overheads and a completely new way of working Yeah, because you will have staff. Um, when you first transitioned over, what would you say your kind of initial step setbacks were? So interestingly... One of my setbacks, which, well, my clients would probably know about it when I was kind of dealing with it. So I moved house. So I had my cabin. So I started off in like spare room and then, you know, went into a cabin and that was at my old house. I then moved house and moved to a very quiet area, lovely little area surrounded by elderly people in bungalows. And there's hardly any cars where I lived before. There was lots of cars always parked on the road and stuff. You wouldn't notice one extra car for a client. So when I moved, one of my biggest setbacks, I bought this all singing, all dancing cabin. Literally, it cost me like 10 grand. You know, it had plumbed in toilet, double glaze, like lovely cabin. Gold plated. Yeah, you know, really (laughs) fancy. And um, so, you know, spent all this money on a cabin because my plan was to stay there for quite a while. Um, And actually, even though it was the natural progression for me to go to a salon, and I had dabbled with the thought before I moved, should I get one, should I not? And I didn't purely because of the age of my children. Um, My daughter hadn't even started school at this point when I moved house. Um, But my biggest setback was my neighbours, my new neighbours kicked off. So I built the cabin. As soon as the cabin went up, reported me to the council. Oh, calm down, Deirdre. Yeah, yeah. So we had all of this going on. Did we have a few Karens on our hands? We did have a few Karens on our hands and they were very interested in what we were doing. Um, So they sent the council around. The council were like, fine, it's fine. You can have a cabin in your garden. It's a permitted development. Yeah, because you wouldn't have built it if you hadn't had planning permission anyway, right? Well, so you don't need planning permission for a cabin under, I want to say, I mean, it's been a while since I did this, but under two point something metres high and under Mm -hmm. a certain square footage. Um, it's 
seen as a permitted development. So they were like, no, you're fine. And I knew mm-hmm. that because I'd already had one. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't spend 10 grand. And I wouldn't spend 10 grand if I hadn't that. done my research. Yeah. So I knew that. The so research they, queen over here exactly. knows about what she's doing. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so they kicked off about that. And then I started to work from the cabin. And at this point, I mean, I've been having major renovations to my house. We've literally torn the house apart and done lots of things. There was lots of important things that needed to be done in the house like electrics and safety things you know making sure Mm -hmm. it was livable inside but one of the things that needed doing was the driveway so we didn't have a driveway at this time so people were parking on the road bearing in mind there's no double yellow lines or anything like that so people are fully permitted to park wherever they want Mm. they weren't blocking driveways always made sure everybody was very careful and anyone that works from home is going to completely appreciate this drama um but then they reported me for working from home and all of it and in the end it just got such a toxic vibe that that pushed me to move and get a commercial property which I kind of wasn't necessarily the reason why that was yeah that was the big push that made me do it the business was ready to do it Mm -hmm. but I wasn't brave enough I hadn't you were forced into it so I was forced into it so for me it felt like a massive setback Mm. and I felt really kind of pressured to do it but actually it turned out to be a positive yeah so Sometimes I mean, setbacks aren't always I bad. I do, yeah, I do believe that setbacks in life and especially in business are actually just great learning lessons. Yes, you know, definitely, they're just great lessons to learn. And you know, for Martha and I, our biggest setback was because Martha had a little salon before we opened the suite, and um, I was self-employed within the salon, and our setback was finding a property. Oh, was it? It was an absolute nightmare. So we had already decided that we were going to do this um, salon, commercial property. We we're going to take the jump, all excited about it. And it took us two years, yeah, two whole years to find um, our premises. So we would go off and, and in Bath, I mean, anyone that knows Bath will know how it's a very, it's kind of a small city, but it's also a very expensive city where the Roman baths are. And, you know, we're very fancy and I love it. Um, however, the properties that we were being shown were like tiny or really run down and they were asking, you know, 50 grand a year for it. So we just, it had to be right. And if you tied into a lease for like five years or whatever, you want to make sure. Ten years, yeah. Ten years, yeah. So you want to make sure it's the right place. Exactly. So our our biggest setback was, um, and I grew so impatient with it because it was so frustrating. Once you knew. You were ready and you wanted to do it. Yeah, and we were all prepped and we were, again, thinking, I mean, I've said this in previous podcasts, all we were thinking about was the logo and all the fun things like that, you know. Um, So when we finally... um, we actually viewed our premises, 35 Gay Street in Bath, if anyone's interested. Um, <laughs> Beautiful premises. I love it is lovely. So nice. But Martha actually viewed it first because I think I was shocker with a client, you know, whatever. Yeah. And she fell in love with it. And she was like, Matilda, I found it. And it's actually 10 grand over our budget every year. But I love it. And yeah. like, you will love it. And I trust her completely. I said, yeah, cool. Go for it. Put in an offer. And um, that afternoon they told us it had been taken. And that we could no longer, it wasn't any oh. on the market anymore. So I was all right because I still hadn't viewed this place. Yeah. So I was like, oh, don't worry about Martha. We'll just keep I on looking. I bet Martha looking. was gutted because she'd actually seen so it. So gutted. She was Aww. like, nothing's going to compare now. And then six months went by and we got a phone call from the managing agent saying, look, it hasn't worked out with the tenant that was meant to go in there. Do you want to view it again? 
And Martha was like, put an offer in, put an offer in. And I was like, well, yeah. let me view it. And of course I walked in and the premise is absolutely beautiful. So we put an offer in literally 10 minutes after we viewed it. Did you know that your place years and years ago used to be a salon? No. Yeah. I had a client. <gasps> Stop. Yeah. So I had a client. How and do she I not said, know this? Yeah. She said, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, but I'm sure that she said your place. Yeah. Um, used to be a salon and then it became something else and then it became something else. It became a gallery. Yeah. Because we've got loads of light. We've got an atrium. One of our hair floors, the whole roof is glass. So it's beautiful yeah. for lighting. I mean, um, I'm definitely going to have to double check my facts on this, but I'm sure that's I'm rolling what she with said. it. Yeah. I'm totally going to take that. So that's it's amazing. kind of come back. Come back, back around. around. Yeah. yeah. So that was our probably our biggest setback to start with. And there were so many, you know, when you go into business, uh, and I want to say this for anyone that's, that's starting up or that's, you know, been in it maybe as long as we have or even longer, that you'll know that everything almost has a little setback. But the universe clearly put that in your path because, yeah, you know, someone else took it. You didn't find... In that six months, you could have found another place, but you didn't. Well, yeah, this is the thing. And actually, there was another place that we saw and we, it was the best of kind of the bad bunch. Yeah. But we were like, yeah, yeah. this is great because it's the only one that we've seen that's half decent. And um, a neighbour kicked off about it, about us going in there because uh, they were a salon and they kicked off that they didn't want another salon near. And um, anyway, they said, oh, we can't, we can't accept you, I'm afraid. And actually, I'm so grateful to that because that was in a basement. And yeah. like, it was lovely, but it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't 35 Gay Street, yeah. I'm telling you. That, that is the best location oh, you could have ended up yeah. with. I mean, it's lovely, you know, in between the circus and the Queen Square, all of that. But, you know, so that was I our initial like, setback. For me as well, when I, when I got my place in Trowbridge because my hand was forced, I had been looking for quite a while before, but nothing really came up. And I looked at a few, well, I wanted Froome. So actually, interestingly, my locations that I wanted was Bath, Bradford-on-Avon or Froome. Those were my three nice. locations that I would only look at those three places. Mm -hmm. And then obviously when all this stuff kicked off with my um, neighbours and I was my hand was forced... I then started to have to widen my search and look at different places. And quite a few clients had come in to me and said, look, this this place has come up. And obviously mine was an absolute dump, wasn't it? There was yeah. no electrics, no plumbing, no toilet, no nothing. It was awful. Not even, no walls, you know. <laughs> so I had to do everything. Wow. Yeah, there wasn't even a fuse board in there. So I had to pay and put absolutely everything in On there. On top of a deposit On top of the, the deposit. first few months' rent. It cost yeah. me thousands to get it all up to scratch. I mean, you know, not even fire alarms, nothing. Mm. Um so basically I was kind of forced into that one and I feel like that's because I was forced into it, that's why I ended up not staying there because mm. I you felt didn't like in my heart love wasn't, it. yeah, like, yeah. I, lo like it, I love it in the fact that like it was my first premises, of course. but it wasn't where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but I wanted to be in Froome or those other two places. I mean, but I get Bath it. was blown out of the water for me because of the prices. So I take I my hat off to you. <laughs> and the commute, because I would have had to have travelled 30 minutes every yeah. day. It's too far. Bradford on Avon, I love it. It's beautiful. Very cute. But it, there just wasn't necessarily the vibe that Froome has. So mm -hmm. for me, Froome ticked the Froome box. Froome has got such an amazing... Sorry, we're digressing now. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Froome has got such an amazing um, 
energy about yeah, it. Yeah, it does. Really nice. It's actually been voted, again, the best place to live, a lot of people. So, I mean, I don't actually I live mean, there, but my salon's there. I so. live in Bath, so obviously <laughs> I'm going to disagree. But, but do you know what's interesting? So the, the Trowbridge was snowballing, doing so amazingly well. I was like, we've outgrown it. And me and my husband went for a coffee. It was around like Christmas time. And I remember saying like... I just, I want someone bigger. And we went for a coffee in Froome because we loved it anyway. We'd always go over to lovely little cafes there and stuff. And he was like, should we just have a wander around? I'd looked on Rightmove, there was nothing. And um, we just walked up the different streets and I walked past, it was an old wedding dress shop, my my shop. And um, I walked past it and it was like up for, for let. It wasn't on Rightmove, which is random because they all came on Rightmove. I don't know why it wasn't on there. Mm. And it just fell into place. And again, I viewed it. And my husband was busy because I'd like to get like a second opinion rather than me yeah. just go, you know, I want it. But I was like, yeah, I want it, put it, put in an offer, like went for it, like straight away. Meant to be. Yeah, and it was meant to be. So I do think sometimes like little setbacks that you have yeah. are necessi- aren't necessarily I mean, bad. I think that the there are quite a few, the setbacks that I've learned, you know, other than COVID is things like um, staffing, for example. Uh, we had... A, a big team that we grew really quickly and since covid we've had some leave to you know change industry or they want a quieter life so they've gone nearer to where they live that sort of thing Th- those sort of things they are setbacks but at the same time they're just good lessons because the team that we have now is incredible all the rest of it and also it opens up because you're not going to get the exact same sort of team that you start with 10 years later. No, this yeah, is changes, not the way. yeah. But I think it's it's hard not to take it personal. Even if someone's gone, I'm not actually going to be in this industry anymore. I'm going off somewhere else. Yeah. You always think that it's a personal I wonder if it's always going to be like that. Well, I think you just harden to it, don't you? Or you get used to it. You know, I had um, an assistant leave recently and... It was very much, I didn't even feel like personally attacked by it at all. I was just like, okay, wish you well. Yeah. You kind of, because you just go through it so much. I've definitely learned as as the years have gone on that there are just enough clients. Like, so in our previous podcast, we chatted a bit about getting the type of client that you want, Mm -hmm. you know, and how your vibe is the right vibe for that same client. And I kind of, yeah. And I kind of feel like the same with staff. And then if staff do leave and they go elsewhere or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of clients for everybody. I can't even be bothered to, I I know what you mean. Cause at the time it's the setback because you're like, well, you Great. care I've so got much. Columns think that full of clients yeah. that need to be transferred somewhere, or I've got to do that, or you know, and that's yeah. stress. That's hard, definitely, really hard. But I think, you know, you've got there's that side to it. But then there's also I found, especially in the first year, is like Martha and I would say to each other, okay, well, if we just get past this week, yeah. then we'll be fine. Yeah. Or okay, if we just get past this month, you know, whether it be financial or anything like that because you always have stuff hit at you yeah so I think that's that's what it is when it comes to setbacks like be prepared for the unexpected like you know we all of a sudden had all new fire doors put into the whole building because the managing agent and landlord instructed for that to happen they then billed us for that that was four and a half grand yeah and they just sent it to us like here you go pay it now please and, and you're like, just like, we're on this grand. week where if we just get past this week, yeah. then we'll be okay. Yeah. So 
you know, those sort of little annoying step backs, step, step backs. Like, Same difference. Sort of dance video here. <laughs> but they, they happen and you just, you just kind of roll with the wave of it all. Yeah. And I think that's what happens in business, isn't it? Like as a business owner, you just generally just got to roll with the punches. I've also learned in my personal life as well as my work life to not react straight away all the time. Oh my God. Because yeah, I'm same. such an emotional person. Yeah. My instant thing is to react. And mm -hmm. actually sometimes you need to take yourself yeah. out of something, even just give yourself a couple of days and then deal with it. Because if you... Say, leave it with me. Yeah. Because if you react straight away, then it could be make the situation worse. Yeah. I'm quite hot-headed. I do think like that, that comes with time as well and age. Mm. Like, especially if you, if someone's down about something, like say a member of staff is like feeling on edge about something, you just want to make it better for them straight yeah. away. Yeah. Um, or if you're annoyed about something, they've clearly fucked up, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You don't go, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Because that's just not going to benefit and anyone. I think a lot of the time with everything, nothing is as bad as you think it is. I remember one of my setbacks. When I opened up Froom, I remember it took me ages to get planning permission because to be a beauty salon, you can't go in as retail which is oh, yeah. A1, it's you like have to be Sue Generous. Sue Generous, isn't it? So yeah. I had to be Sue Generous and I had to this wait. This planning permission language. Yes, so you'll learn this if you <laughs> set up from from working from home to getting a commercial property. So commercial properties for hair, it's a little a lot easier because you retail. can go into retail. We do have beauty though, we had to be Sue oh, Generous. Of course, so you had to get yeah. Sue Generous as well. So I had to wait for that, which I had to wait quite a few months. I probably waited like three months. Yeah, and I was really gutted that in that three months, so when I was going into Froom, I'd done a bit of market research and when there wasn't that many salons around, in that three months of the time that I was setting up the salon, waiting for that, for that, um, Sue Generous to come through, like three or four new salons popped up mm. and I was like, oh, and I felt really like deflated. Just, yeah. But then actually, we've all been running alongside each other, no problems. And mm. I am very much like, there are plenty of clients for everybody. So I don't oh, know yeah. why, like... People love me. to have it as like, I, I, people say, oh, so what's your competition around here? And th this might sound big headed, but Martha and I don't see other salons as competition. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like, we're better than everyone yeah. at all. I think we're all working at, those are my brothers and sisters. Yeah, we're um, all different and that's it. We yeah. all offer different things. Like there's a salon um, in Froome, which is like a vegan salon. That's their thing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's somewhere that specializes just in nails. That's yeah. their thing. Also, clients like, can go to wherever the bloody hell they exactly, want. So. Exactly. And everybody attracts different people mm -hmm. different vibe all that kind of thing so I feel like for me it like that initial feeling of like oh it's a setback actually it wasn't mm -hmm. and you know you have that worry mm -hmm. and then it goes I mean I think um coronavirus is probably um really made me toughen up to so you, all of those like what I used to think were massive setbacks like those fire doors I used yeah. to think oh my god I feel like you but had a lot of stress piled on you so with much. COVID yeah. because you had some positive cases didn't you so the yeah. salon had to shut well, down well this is the thing so we actually um, so for the listeners out there we had a positive case within the salon and uh, we pulled the entire team this is a week before November lockdown we pulled the entire team out. Um, people got tested. And weirdly, what what happened, and, you know, this is how I know we were doing it right, is the whole beauty team were all negative. 
And because we separated everyone into pods, because back then you had to have like... You could section it off. You could yeah, section yeah. it all off and whatever. We had the whole salon section off. So they were all fine to work away. But then I had to put all the hair team and have them all off. Um, I mean, this is a week before we went into lockdown yeah, anyway. Yeah. But it still meant but a week's worth. the stress that that yeah. put on you as a business owner. Yeah. I remember we were voice noting each other and mm. you could just hear the stress in yeah. your voice. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like, mm. because at that point it was everywhere around us, wasn't it? I feel like it's not so much at the moment. Well, the at COVID that point cases. it was like, it was when it was starting to hit the Southwest. Yeah. Everybody knew every someone yeah. that had it or and a friend you just of a friend. And, and also like... Because what really stressed me out is we were so hot on it. Yeah. With all the PPE, all the cleaning, all the rest of it. But it literally could have been when you walked outside yeah. and you touched a railing. And it's just... And it's just one of those things. And it's just unlucky. And yeah. it's just... But and I had to be safe. This yeah. is the other thing. So that's why I pulled everyone out. Mm. You know, I think the you whole hair really team, well. even though some of them are negative, it's like, you're out, you're done. Like, it's, I feel really worried about this when we go back. This is something that's like hanging over my head because if you've been shut for that long mm -hmm. and obviously at the moment, you know, you're getting a bit of financial help to cover rent and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then what if you have to shut down? Well, I, I think then? with that, I think now we, going back, I think people would either have been vaccinated or have had COVID. Yeah. So I think we and are in a better position. you've got the lateral flow tests as well, so people yeah. can do those. I mean, if you think about it, we went back in the July, you guys were the August. We did all the way till the November yeah, didn't we? Yeah. So I do feel differently this and time Bath around. And Bath had a lot of COVID cases, didn't yeah. it? Because you're in I city. think it's only reported we have six cases at the moment. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all of those setbacks. And and also when we were having that the, the point of so much stress, Martha and I, you can't show it to anyone. Yeah. You can't show it to your clients. You can't show it to... I mean, this is... I'm only talking about this on this podcast because we want to be very transparent. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't, um, I didn't want to, my staff knew that I was stressed, but I really try, made an effort to not kind of put anything on them because they don't need that. They're stressed enough. And you're you know the person I mean? that everyone comes to for yeah, answers. So yeah. if you're panicked, then everyone's yeah. panicked and nobody needs a whole this team of panicked people. But this is why COVID and this whole year, like I'm really taking the lessons out of it. I'm going back a lot more. I don't want to say like, it's turned my heart into stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it has a little bit. <laughs> but it's more Tough that I just that. don't, yeah, I just don't We've sweat the small stuff. We've talked about thicker skin. So we yeah. we have grown to get a thicker skin. And oh, I do yeah. think you've got to, you've got to get a thicker skin if you're going to run a business because yeah. it's just the way of it. This is it. And I think, you know, even if your natural default, like yourself, is to, and mine was, I think I've just, I feel like one of those old rock stars that's seen enough in my yeah, time. It's yeah. like, you know, this is no longer, my soul is black, but it's not. It's just, I think because you just go through it, go through it, go through it, you just develop a little bit different, you know. Um, like my girls, for example, are putting their prices up and they're so worried and nervous about doing that. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know, it's just... I, don't know. I kind of feel better about making changes because mm. if people question it, then I know I've had time to think about it. I've haven't just made a decision on a whim. I've done all mm -hmm. of this with thought out process and a really handy spreadsheet. Yeah. The spreadsheet's <laughs> going to come up in every podcast. But yeah, with all of this stuff yeah. that I know I've really thought about it and I know 
I can I can kind of give my answers. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? Do you know what it is? Is I think if if we can get through COVID, right, and an industry that has been closed the longest, bearing in mind beauty has been longer than any sort of restaurants as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we can get through that. We can get through any setback. Do you know who I feel really sorry for? Mm. Nightclubs. Nightclubs. Yeah. I know. They haven't been open since like but also, what, March. No one's really talked about the nightclubs. Have no, they? No. No one gives them any sympathy. And I no. feel that's actually really tight because they have been closed completely yeah, the, just the, the whole way through, haven't they? Anything else. But they've haven't they been shut the entire way through? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you can't have the groups. Is there places in Bath that just haven't reopened? Well, I don't know yet. Because I suppose that some places I mean, have found like a side hustle so they're mm. doing food outside or well I know a lot of people who like have businesses or are in the arts or anything like that who have, are delivering medicine and delivering yeah. food and stuff like that because they have to make their way I like, genuinely that's a thought like yeah I thought uh, do you know what if I have to get myself a little job somewhere mm-hmm. if it means I can pay my rent of the salon until we can open again then I'll do it yeah like I just think if you want something enough, like I didn't want to just go, right, that's it. And uh, don't get me wrong. There's times I was like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, the stress same. of all of this with COVID that I just want to mm. not have to even think about it anymore and not have everyone's jobs on the line that that's my responsibility. And, that, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't want any of that. So, you know, there are, there were parts of me that thought, nah, I don't want to do it anymore, but mm. I, I didn't work this hard. And for this to long stop. to stop. Yeah. And I haven't learned all this stuff. Like, I mean, what would I do with my spreadsheet if I shut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frame it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, I mean, it's it's incredible how much a human being can go through, um, you know, with all of these setbacks of things like COVID. Because just running a business in general is fucking hard. Yeah. You know. I'm, it is like putting out little fires every single day. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be... They're not all big fires. They're little ones where it's like, I don't know, somebody's phoned in sick that day and you've got a whole column of clients that have to be sorted. Or batteries or, in the mouse. Yeah, like... <laughs> batteries in the mouse? Yeah. What, yeah. on your computer? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even know they needed batteries. I thought it was connected to the computer. Mine does. <laughs> I mean, it's just so annoying, Yeah, you know? like little things. Or like when you panic and you think, oh my God, I've run out of such and such products, but it wasn't on the list and I didn't know I needed to order it. And yeah. you're panicking about it and it's always just little things. I wonder if one day will that stop? Maybe we could find someone out there. If anyone's listening who has a business for five plus years, maybe, let us know what you feel. Yeah. And if Emerald and I are ever going to come out of this. I would like for (laughs) someone to come and tell me that, yeah, that's all going to go. But bearing in mind, this is like the setback of COVID and all the rest of it. Obviously, we've had the time to reevaluate how our business models are. I'm actually really excited to get back and run the business because... Really, for two years, Martha and I have been winging it. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, we've been doing something right because the salon is still open and still busy, right? So, obviously, we're doing something right. However, now going back in, I feel like it's more... I look at it more like a business. Yeah. Rather than just my passion. Yeah. And that you know is, I, mean? I think, what we've had to do is look mm. at it like a business and think about it like a business. Because you've had to. Because yeah. at the end of the day, COVID or not, you've still got quarter rents and you've still well, got this BAT. Is what my brain has kind of done a bit of a 360 with it. Like, I love what I do and, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, a little bit of extra time here and there, don't worry. I am having to say, I'm here to run a business. At the end of the day, I know it's really hard to say it like this because you feel like it's a bit blunt, but 
I'm not here just to pay for everybody to kind of just exist. I'm here to make a profit. I'm here to make money. Yeah. And that is what I have to do. Mm. Like, I'm very lucky that my passion is what I make money from. Mm -hmm. But... But also, I think, you know, when you are a business owner, you work so, so hard, let alone doing your own column, right? Yeah. Doing the actual treatments. that's, That's like not even the start of it. It's actually all of the other stuff. You should be paid for that. Yeah. At some point. Obviously well, in business, it's like three years of hustle. Yeah. And then, yeah, you have to, because what are we in it for? Otherwise, we can just go back and be self-employed somewhere and work for someone else and they can deal with it. And make the profit you, and take the profit yeah. home. And then that's my mine to take home. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, we've spent years of reinvesting and reinvesting and mm-hmm. like spending every waking minute thinking about it and doing it. And, you know, if getting that, the worries, if getting that the alarm goes off in the salon, you're getting out of bed in your pajamas yeah. at whatever time in the, the morning. The alarm was going off. Oh, was it? So the other night I've had the new security system put in place in the salon and I looked at the camera and I could I could hear it coming through and the alarm was just going off. And it was about half ten at night. And it's like, oh, God. And Matilda was like, I'm already in my pyjamas. <laughs> uh, it's probably not going off. It's on. fine. <laughs> you know, there's no police there. It's okay. <laughs> in actual fact, the alarm was going off. But it wasn't a break-in or anything. Um, like, nice to know it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> at least faulty, you know. but works. Yeah. But, you know, so these are all the, the setbacks, the joys of running a company and... You know, we aren't making this podcast to put the people off. We are making this podcast to give you the reality. And also know you're not alone. So you when are you're not alone. putting out your little fires, so yeah, are we. So We're are all we. doing it. And if you need a shoulder to cry on, yeah. our inboxes are there. Yeah. Send me a message. Have a rant because I'll tell you what, I feel like having somebody that I can contact, so I will message mm. Matilda and go, oh my God, this has just happened. What can I do about yeah. this? Just having someone that's... It usually works as well. We're not putting out a fire at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting out one and you're I not. Talk so to you'll you be logically. like, calm down. Yeah. It's fine. This is what we can do. And actually, I do have a lot of people in the industry that, because I'm quite open about this sort of thing, mm-hmm. that they do come to me and say, oh yeah. my God, this is happening. What can I do? But I think um, we should be more like that as yeah. a society anyway. Um, especially in our industry, Stick everyone's together. very closed off. And it's like, actually, no, let's just come on, guys. Let's do it all together. Let's teamwork it. Um, Because as you say, it really does help with all of these setbacks. And it's nice because a lot of the things that we deal with, people have dealt with as well. Yeah, they can have their experience. Yeah, and say, why don't you try this? Or have you done that? Or it just makes you feel better to go, oh, okay, she's had that too. It's not just me. Or he, you know, whoever's dealing with it. Alrighty, guys. So we will finish off there with our setback episode. Um, hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Um, if you have any topics you would like for us to discuss, then please message us. You can get me on at Matilda underscore Heather. And I am at emerald.florence. And uh, yeah, we will see you in the next ep, guys. Bye. Bye. If you like listening to our podcast today, feel free to subscribe, share, and if you've got something nice to say, leave a review.